good morning to you. Welcome to Get Up With God. It's good to see you this morning. I'm your host, Dylan, and we're going to get right into the Word this morning. Open up your Bible with me. Let's go into Hebrews chapter 2. It's where we started yesterday. And then if you want to open a second place, let's open to John 15. John and 15, but it's good to see you this morning. Thanks for being with me. If you're listening by a podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, whatever you're listening on, thanks for joining. Uh, I know that'd be pre-recorded. And if you're live with me, thanks for being live this morning. Thanks for waking up early, joining me to read the word. I think it's going to be a great day today. I decided that it was going to be a great day today. I've been up praying since probably three o'clock this morning. I don't know why I would I just woke up out of a dead sleep and I've been awake since then and um, I feel great. I feel ready to go having my first cup of coffee and uh, I'm ready to start the day. So good to see everybody. Thank you for joining. If you're live with me, be sure to hit the share button uh, and the like button. Get the word out to people. And if you're following or listening on an Apple or a podcast, audio podcast, whether it's any of the platforms that we have available, be sure to hit the follow button, a subscribe button, because that brings our name to the top of the ranking so that other people that don't know about the show can listen and be a part of it as well. So, uh, excuse me. Hebrews 2, we're going to start in uh, where we started yesterday, and we're talking about the authority that ha- that belongs to you in the name of Jesus, through the power of Jesus, and what authority you have as a believer. We started there yesterday, and yesterday as we were reading, the Lord led us down to uh, what, what the power of sin has on people's life, or I should say the lack thereof that the sin, uh, sin power has on people's life. And we talked about the confidence we have to continually have in the authority that we've received through Jesus Christ, the righteousness that we have now, and that sin has no power over anybody any longer. And the only reason that um, we determined based on the word of God, that the only reason people are succumb to the power of sin or the, the stronghold of sin in their life is because of their lack of confidence and faith in the power and work that Jesus did for us. So never live, never walk around or never live your life, uh, based upon feelings or actions or, uh, I guess I should say, don't, don't base your life upon, or even don't base your feelings upon mistakes that you've made or, um, things that you've gotten yourself into, even the little things or even the big things, you know, and a lot of times, uh, things that are big to us are a a big deal to us, aren't a big deal to God. And some things that may seem small to us are a big deal to God. Uh, you know, so you, 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 there's a difference there. Um, but don't live your life based upon your feelings, number one, but then, you know, don't allow, things that have happened in the past because anything that happened has already happened in the past. You're sitting here now. Anything that's already happened has already passed. It's already come and gone. Don't, don't, you know, don't live your life based upon that. It's gone. Time to, time to uh, live on a new leaf, time to live on a new path and go the right direction and put the past behind you. You don't need to worry about what's happened. It's already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. It's already done. And I tell customers that a lot when I get troubled customers, 
Uh, they're really, really upset about the way a, a an employee or you know a, a representative of our company treated them, and um, they said something and they didn't agree with it, and they're really upset and they don't want to use our company anymore for our for their for the services that we render. And I said to one uh, a customer yesterday, I said, "Well, let me ask you something. Um, if you uh, if you got a bad uh, you know, you went to your favorite restaurant and you got a bad waiter or a bad waitress and they just did a terrible job. Do you never go to your favorite restaurant again because you got a bad waiter or a bad waitress? Do you write the whole company off and write the whole restaurant off and you never go to your favorite? Well, of course not. Or even if you get one bad meal, right? But in this case, you know, the same thing, uh, let those things go. Someone treated you wrong, let it go. Some, you did yourself wrong. You did something wrong. Let it go. Move on. Move past it. It's time to get into the right things. And so that's a big thing that has to that, that has a lot to do with our authority that we what that belongs to me and you in Christ Jesus is us realizing that we have to get past it. We have to get past the things of our past. We have to get past things that we've messed up on. Uh, Jesus bore the uh, bore the burden of those things for us. Uh, and so. So yeah, so hey, thank you everybody that's on. Uh, if you're on Facebook and you're watching live, thank you so much for being here. I see you guys. Good morning, everybody. I see you commenting. Um, I see we've got some people on Twitch. We're building up our following on Twitch. Thank you guys for uh, for following and being on there live. And, and if you're watching live on Twitch, thank you so much. And be sure to comment and involve, uh, get involved in the devotional this morning. And take notes this morning. If you've got a notepad or something, get your Bible out. Uh, if you're listening live or, you know, or, watching or listening, whatever live, you can get it out with me. And if you're driving later and you're listening on a podcast form, that's fine too. And, uh, uh, all that stuff. So let's open to Hebrews two. We're going to pray and then we're going to get right into the uh, authority that belongs to me and you. Amen. Hebrews two verse 14. Um, let's skip down to verse 17. Um, we'll read that. In just a second, let's pray and uh, let's greet the Lord this morning together corporately as we're as we're on this together. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We worship you. We praise you. We love you, Lord. We we give you all the time that we can uh, throughout our day, Lord. But especially first thing in the morning, we give you the first fruits of our day. Everything that we have, Lord, belongs to you. But we at least give this first beginning time to you and spend some time with you, our Father, our Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. We praise your name. We give you all the time, the worship, the praise, the glory. Everything that, everything that we have, we owe to you. We just love you. We worship your name. We magnify you. We exalt you on high. Holy Spirit, help us this morning. Revelate to us. Reveal things within your word that you've inspired to the men that wrote this word. Help us understand it. Help us give us insight for it according to what you said in your word. That this is sharp. It's quick. And it divides between the, the things in our life and gets right to the root of where we are and discerns where we are in our life. So we receive that now by faith. We believe it. We're joyful about it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. What a great way to start your day. If we just prayed and we just spent time with God in the morning, what a great way to start the day. Don't you agree? All right. So Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, uh, verse 17. Can you guys hear that bird? There's like a wild bird. It's going crazy outside my apartment here. Go on, bird. Do your thing, man. Hebrews 2, verse 17. Um, Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. 
that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. We're talking about Jesus here. He had to be made like his brethren. What does that mean? He was created like me and you were, birthed like me and you were, that he might be a merciful, faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Glory, glory, glory. He can aid me and you. Who is that? Has anybody ever thought of that before like that? Jesus is an aid to you and me. He aids us. Wow. You know, I'm just reading that now as me and you come together. I mean, we've read it yesterday. I've read it before, but that just stuck out to me that he is an aid to me and you. What does it say in the Amplified in verse verse 18 there? It says, uh, for, be, for he himself... Uh, for because he himself in his humanity has suffered and being tempted, tested and tried, he is able immediately to run to the cross. Oh, this is so good. The, I, I love the word. Man, I don't, if you don't, you got to get filled with the spirit. If when you read the word, it doesn't just like pop off the page to you because that's what this is. If, if you're not, if you don't read this through the spirit, this is a history book to you. Most people can choose to believe it or not believe it. But when you read this thing, and you read it in the spirit and the anointing, it just pops up. My pastor said that on Sunday. It's like a pop-up book. You open it and just jumps off the page. But this is so good. He is immediately, he is able to immediately run to the cry to assist and relieve those who are being tempted and tested and tried. And who therefore are being exposed to suffering. That's who we. That's who our Jesus is. He is our helper. He is our aid in the time of need when we have need of him. He runs to our aid immediately. He doesn't wait. Remember Peter. When Peter stepped off the boat. And he stepped into the water. He, Peter walked on the water. But then he saw. The Bible says he saw the waves. He saw the, the wind was boisterous and. He fell into the water and started drowning. And the Bible says immediately Jesus reached down his hand, grabbed Peter out of the water. He didn't wait. He didn't cross his arms and look at Peter and go, oh, Peter, 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 Peter. You know, he did that after he reached his hand down, but he reached his hand down first and then he was very disappointed in him. But Jesus is immediately available for our aid immediately for me and you and and unless you're you're engrafted into this family of Jesus you don't get access to him like that but you have a you it is freely available to every person you just have to accept and why why reject it what is the purpose of rejecting the work that Jesus has done what a liberal thing to do all right so we understand Jesus is our high priest He's gone through all the things that we could ever suffer through. This made him sit at the heavenly throne next to, next to God, uh, and that's where he sits now. Now, let's jump into John 15, where I had you go, the second place I had you go. So what we have to understand, though, and I want to read one more scripture. You could go to John 15. Let me read this other scripture for you. Uh, we, we, we ended here yesterday in Romans 3 about our relationship uh, uh, with with God and with Jesus and what we are now for the world, He has given us power and authority, not just for um, 
not just to say that we have power and authority, but he's given us power and authority for work and a necessity of things that we're supposed to do on his behalf now that he's gone. You know, we have a responsibility to tell other people about this that they have, just like I'm doing with you today. I'm no, I'm no, this isn't just because I have lights and there's a camera in front of me. You know, you could do the same thing. You set up a, a camera and you do a podcast or you do a video and you share the good news and the authority that's available to us. That's what our responsibility is. So you're in John 15. Let me just read this to you out of Second Corinthians 5, verse 20. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Because of the work Jesus did, now we become the righteousness of God through Jesus. He's like a car wash. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like a, it's a crude analogy. But we're, he, we go through the car wash of Jesus, and then we come out the other side presentable before God, clean and presentable before God. So we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. What does that say in the Amplified verse 20? It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal, as it were, through us. We are Christ's personal representatives. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay a hold of the divine favor now offered to you and to be reconciled to God. And so we have this responsibility now. This is so good. The, the, this, this, this revelation that Paul has here in Hebrews about the high priest of Jesus is, maybe it's just me, I'm just getting this revelation about this, but it's, it's so deep and good to me that I just have to share it with everybody. All right, well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So John 15, 4 says this, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So this is Jesus. He's speaking to his disciples. But he's telling them that the fruit or the, the, outward, uh, the outward results that, you'll, that the world will see comes from you being attached to Jesus. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Excuse me, shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So he's telling us this vine, the attachment we have to Jesus brings the the ability like a funnel to go through from God through Jesus right to us the power that's available to us comes directly to us 
but we've got to be attached to the vine. We have to be attached to Jesus because through him is where the power comes from. But then he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, what you desire, whatever we desire. You'd have to add to the scripture or change the scripture around to say that that means something other than what it says. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Let's read the Amplified, verse 7. It says, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my, wor- my words remain in you, and you continue to live, or, or I'm sorry, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. You would have to add to the Bible, change the Bible, manipulate the scripture for that to say something other than exactly what it says ask whatever you want whatever you desire whatever you will and it will be done for you this is the access that the righteous ones me and you have you know what's amazing the world is made righteous through jesus christ not just you and me not just the ones that accept it the world has been made righteous through Christ Jesus. The worst sinner you could think of on the planet, the worst, the most backslidden, backwards, evil person that you could ever think of has been made righteous through Jesus Christ, but will never walk in that power or authority or righteousness because they don't accept the work that he did. But he did the work for them, did he not? He did the same work for them He did the same work for them as he did for me and you. But they won't, if they don't accept it or walk in it or ask because the words don't remain in their heart and live in their hearts, his word, then they can't ask what they want and don't get whatever they desire because, because it doesn't remain and live in their hearts. But God's Jesus, the work that he did doesn't just go to the people that accept it. He did the work for every person. How, amaz- how, how wild is that? That there will be people that live eternity in the depths of hell that Jesus paid to live in heaven for. That's aggravating to me. That's like me paying for a meal at a high-class restaurant that has like Michelin star rating is you're talking like $150 plates. And you know, I pay for this meal for someone and they don't eat it. That's aggravating. That's, that's disappointing. Not because it's a waste of money. That's a part of it, but because they don't get to enjoy the benefits of what you paid for, for them. How, How dumb is that? There's people today that live broken, miserable, depressed, uh, want better lives for them, their selves, their family, and it's available to them. They just, they never tap into it because they choose to believe however they want to believe and don't access the great things of God that are available to them. Don't let that be you. I'm not letting it be me. I refuse to let that be me. 
whatever you ask, whatever you desire, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, let's turn into Hebrews 4. It's available to all of us. There's no, you know, nobody has any more access to God than, than you do or me. You know, the difference between, um, I heard this said a long time ago that the, the difference between a, uh, an unsuccessful person and a, and a successful person, the only difference between them is information. That's the only chasm between the two. The only missing ingredient is information. That's the only thing missing. Well, the only thing that separates someone accessing the great things that are available to them through the authority that they have in Jesus Christ, and there's multi-level, multiple levels to this. There's multiple levels to authority. You know, what we're, we're just talking about access now, how we get in the gate to the things that God has for us. And I'm just, literally all we've done so far is just read scripture about it. I haven't given you my opinion or what I feel about it. I've, I've said some things that I feel, but I haven't given you my, my feelings or my opinion on this. This is just straight out of the word. Straight out of the word. I mean, maybe I'll make a shirt that says that. Like the straight out of, you know that shirt, straight out of Compton or whatever it is. Um, I might do one straight out of the Bible. Yeah, I like that. Of course. The one time... I have this idea. I don't have my my notebook on me. Well, you just have to wait a minute while I write this down. Straight out of the word. Or straight out of the Bible. How about that? Uh so John uh no, Hebrews 4. Jump down to verse Fourteen. Oh yes, that that coffee brew. It's good stuff. All right. So so he um, what did we say? Hebrews four. Let's go to verse fourteen. Ready? Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. We're just tapping into this stuff. I mean. I've been reading this stuff this morning, reading through this in Hebrews. There's so much in this, more than we're going to be able to cover uh, in you know a 30-minute little segment here. But there's so much in Hebrews. Um, and as the Lord leads, we may dig into this over these next couple days in our devotionals this mor- in the morning because there's so much in this. It's so good. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an, a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet remained without sin. Verse 16, let us, me and you, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So I, I read through this. Listen to this breakdown in the dakes and the footnotes of verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace. Two blessings we may expect from God. Number one is mercy, which is in Greek is elios, mercy, pity, and compassion, and used 28 times throughout, this, throughout the Bible and 23 times associated with God. Now listen to this. I've always believed that the grace message that people, most preachers preach the, about grace is I'm not going to condemn anybody, but it's like slightly off, like almost like they talk about grace, like it's the equivalent of mercy. And it's not mercy is, and grace are two different things. Mercy, for example, what we read here is pity or compassion, meaning, you know, let's say um, you miss God in an area. God says, go left and you go right and you go, Lord, I'm sorry, I messed up. He's compassionate for you. The, our great high priest, Jesus, the Bible says he's compassionate or pities you because he was touched with the feelings of that wrongdoing that you did because he was tempted in the same ways that you are. So he's touched with that, that compassion for you. That's mercy. And he has mercy because of that. The feelings of your infirmities he felt. So he has mercy towards me and you because of that. Now watch this. Here's the difference with grace. Number two, the two, two blessings we, ex, we, we can expect from God entering into his throne room. It's called the throne room of grace. Number two is grace to help or support when needed, where needed, and to the extent that's needed. It is not to help for needs we think we shall have in the future, but immediate and present needs. This is the true definition of what grace is. It is immediate, immediate help for needs in, our, in the present time that we're in. Immediate help for needs. So when Jesus reached down his hands, what we just read before, where did we read that? Hebrews 2, directly before this. It said, uh, remember about him being an aid to us. To, that he is able immediately to run to the cry, assist, relieve those who are being tempted and tested and tried. This is gr That's grace. It doesn't give you the reason to not have faith and to, to remain in your sin. It, it gives you the, the power and the knowledge and the boldness to come to your God because he reaches down with grace to pull you out of the mess that you got yourself into. See, it has to tie back around to our confidence in the ability that God has. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, it's, like come, it's like downloading to me and I'm trying to get it out. Uh, the grace that God has through Jesus for us, number one is... Jesus has that grace for me and you because he 
the Bible says in Hebrews four that he was, he was touched with the feeling of the infirmities or the sin or the temptation to sin that me and you are tempted with. He, he went through the same thing, but didn't sin, but he, he's sympathetic and merciful towards us. And that grace that he has extends to me and you because of the feeling of mercy and pity he has to bring us out of that, to get us to the next place so that we don't go back into it. That grace is a bridge from the sin to the next level. And it takes our faith and confidence in God, a confident assurance in his ability. It's what faith is. Our confident assurance in God's ability to bring us through that to the other side. That's how grace works. It's how it operates. By grace through faith, you're saved. Listen to this in verse 17 of Hebrews 2. So it is evident that it was essential that he be made like his brethren, made like human flesh, Jesus made like human flesh in every respect in order that he might become merciful, sympathetic, and faithful in the things related to God. It was necessary that he did. And see, now you and I can come boldly to God. In Hebrews 4. So, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace. We have to, we're like these little, uh, because, of, because of humanity, we're like these little dirty diapered kids that constantly have to run to our parents' help and aid to help us. And once we get to that aid, we're, we're assisted and we're able to grow out of that and get to the next level. We're like these little whiny snot nosed kids. And we boldly run into our, Hey, I need help. Dad, mom, I need help. You know, like a little kid does. We do that with our heavenly father. We boldly storm into the heavenly gates of heaven. And we, we boldly come in We're we, we, we have authority to come in. We're, we're his children. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be embarrassed of anything. You come boldly to the throne that he has available to you for access to all the things. Because like it said in John 15, if you abide in him and his words remain inside of you, ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. But that boldness comes from an awareness of God's word, what he said he would do, what he promised to us. That boldness is delivered through the word of God. That boldness that we receive is through the work and the word, and we have to just believe the word. That's all we have to do. This is why the devil works so hard to keep you out of the word and to make it boring to you and and keep you away from church and keep you away from listening to the word as you drive. He tries to keep this stuff away from you because that's the only thing you have to do is believe it. That's it. That's all the work that you have to do. Once you believe it and you keep the words inside your heart, the Bible says the enemy comes for the word's sake, 
Not for you. He don't care about you. He cares about the word because without the word, you have no power. I have no power without the word. The power, the resource comes from the word. I'm really more excited than I'm leading on because there's people sleeping in my house. I don't know if they're sleeping anymore, but I'm really a lot more excited than I'm leading on to right now. I'm, con- I'm trying to contain myself. I only have about oh, 40 milligrams of caffeine. What's, what's a half a cup of coffee? There's about 10 ounces here. Anyway, what a great morning we've had together. Love you guys. Thanks for being with me this morning. Hey, don't go anywhere. Be sure to share this post. Hit the like button. Get the word out. Put it on your Facebook page, your Instagram. Get the word out about Get Up With God. Let's do our part together. Love you so much. Subscribe if you're on a podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow the page. Whatever, subscribe. We're on all of them. Name name a podcast service. We're on it. RSS, Apple Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on Samsung Podcasts. I mean, you name it. Tune in. All of the podcasts we're on. You can listen on any of them. And if you're watching or listening from any of those, be sure to follow and subscribe to it. But hey, it's time for me to get out of here. We've read together. We read the word. We spent some time with God. Uh, continue in the word today. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Continue in prayer. And uh, do something good for the Lord today. Be obedient to him. Be obedient to his leading. And I hope you're blessed today. I love you so much. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Watch this end video if you want to partner with me in prayer and financially. You can do that. You don't have, if you don't want to, you think there's, it's wrong for me to do that, then don't, don't even do anything. That's okay either way. But for everybody that does support financially and praise for the ministry, thank you guys. I believe with you and I agree with you. And uh, let's, let's do our most, the most we can to help this country and to help our world with the power of Jesus Christ. Love you. See you tomorrow morning. Be blessed. Talk to you soon.